Well, let's talk some hockey because the Bruins are going to open their season tonight in Washington. Lots of changes with the Bruins, lots of old faces with the Bruins as well. Joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline from the NHL on TNT. He's on tonight's call with Brendan Burke, longtime hockey analyst and former goaltender Darren Pang with Gresham Keith. Darren, good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great, Gresham Keith. I'm looking forward to tonight's game for sure. Uh, well, we are too, and it is game one of the Jim Montgomery era. What can you tell us about Jim Montgomery, the hockey coach? Well, number one, uh, the last two years, because I do some work as well with uh, Bally Sports Midwest in St. Louis, you know, after he, um, you know, kind of stepped aside after that Dallas situation and uh, got himself, you know, kind of rehabilitated and and got another opportunity with St. Louis, um, I found him to be incredible to be around. The guy just is a positive guy. He's got a good good atmosphere about him. Like, he he doesn't dwell on negatives, um, but I think he can make hard decisions. I think think he showed that when he was in Dallas. I mean, heck, he was was a half a puck away from beating the St. Louis Blues in Game 7 in double overtime. And then the Blues go on, as you guys well know, with that uh, seven-game series. But he's a good coach, well-prepared. Um, and, and I think, you know, I go back to things that, that I think about when I was playing and what coaches are like. I, I think one way to describe Monty is that he believes his job is to coach the team. And that means to not, you know, not beat them down and build them back up as much as just make them better people, make them a better player, um, make them feel good about themselves as they're as they as they get opportunities, and if they fail, well, then they fail. But but I I like the way he deals with players. I think he's open and he's honest, and he's uh, um, he's a he's a good person. So I'm I'm really happy for him in uh, Boston, and I'm sure he's going to do great. What did you think of the Bruins' decision this off season and Cam Neely's decision to stick with Don Sweeney as the GM, even though there's certainly been some tough drafts and tough free agent signings in there, and to part ways with Bruce Cassidy at the same time. Well, I think a lot of us were very surprised by that decision. I, I, uh, I caught it on my, I think on my Twitter account, or, and it just popped up there. And you, I'm not sure if you guys are aware how long I've known Bruce Cassidy, but we played on a Memorial Cup winning team and with the Ottawa 67s when he was drafted in the first round of Chicago. We played in Halifax, Indianapolis, Saginaw, and Chicago together. So wow. we, we've known each other a long time. We, we, you know, even when he was coaching in the minors, I always kept in touch with Bruce. Anyway, to make a long story short, I was shocked. Okay, I'm not gonna, not gonna sugarcoat it. I was, I was stunned by by the decision, especially the 51 wins last year was, I think, the most since 2013 season. And for the fourth time, I just wrote this down, so that's I'm just reading this. But yeah, yeah. for the fourth time in, in in the last five years, they had over 100 points. So I mean, that doesn't smell like the reason for a change (laughs) to me, but you know, as you, as you sift through things and you know, um, you've got a coach that's been really successful. Bruce is a very popular coach. He's a bright coach. And it's a reason why it took less than a week for him to, to sign a a big deal with, with Vegas. And there were several other teams that called him immediately uh, to interview with with Bruce Cassidy after he was let go by, uh, uh, by the Bruins. But all that being said, you know, is there a time for a new voice? Is there a new message to be sent? It it seems like seems like that uh, that is the case, and that's 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 okay. I mean, I think that's something that uh, we see these coaches on. You know, basically their three year, and not that Bruce. I mean, Bruce is a great coach, and he'll be around for a long time. But you're around for five or six, you know, years, and uh, you just it's the same voice, and that's just the fact of the matter. That's why 
these coaches basically are three-year coaches on five-year deals, and they always they always will be, and they always have been. And just to add on to your stat, Darren, if the the one season in the last five where they didn't have a hundred points was the shortened twenty twenty-one season. So they were on pay; they would have had a hundred points that season had they played eighty-two games. But yeah, it's it's That's a good right. point. We all liked Cassidy around here. We were all surprised as well. Uh, but they do get David Krejci back after he spent a, a year away from the team. He is back. What kind of impact do you think Krejci has with this group? And kind of where does this Bruins team stand in the Eastern Conference in your eyes? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it, it's going to be a grind. Let's face it, especially with Marshan and you know the injuries. Uh, what McAvoy as well, but um, the 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 I did the game last week. I'm not sure if you watched the game. We we did a preseason game on TNT in New York and. And it was a good lineup with both teams. And, you know, it's the first time that Zaka and Krejci and, and, and Pasta played together, the all-Czechia line. And I thought they were good. I mean, I thought they they really made plays. And I thought Pasternak really led by example, especially in the second and third period. So, like, having Krejci back, though, is, like, it, there was a lot of teams interested in him. You know, just because he was gone for a year didn't didn't mean his brain was gone for a year. I mean, this guy... As he told me just before the game started in uh, Madison Square Garden last week, he looked at me and uh, got a little more gray around, you know, on the on his head, a little more gray mixed in there with a the little salt and pepper hair, make him look a little bit more distinguished, I'd say. Yeah. But he's uh, he's like, man, in one year, this league got faster. And, and that's, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, you get older, you're not going to get faster. But Krejci's played the game so cerebrally makes plays, even at ice level. I marvel at some of the passes that he makes. Looks like he's going to his left. He makes a pass to his right. Looks like he's going to his right. Somehow he kind of dekes a defenseman out or a forward out, and he goes to his left. I I, I just think think very highly of him and uh, a big boost for the entire organization, you know, that he has come back along with uh, Patrice Bergeron for at least another year. Darren Pang, part of the NHL on TNT. He'll be on the call tonight with Gresh and Keith here on WEEI. Jeremy Swayman, Darren, is a young goalie that a lot of people, I think, they really want to invest in. He's 23. He stepped up in year two. You know, you were in a similar spot in your career. All-rookie team, you're a young guy. Swayman's in a little bit of a, I guess, a similar situation in terms of a career arc. What is it about that third year that might indicate to us Rubes who maybe don't know goaltending like you do that Jeremy Swayman can be a premier guy in this league? Yeah, the 23, geez, you're just reminding me how long ago that was. But you're right, at, at the age of 23, I finished um, three years in the minors. And in my second and third year in the minors, I really felt like I was ready to go. And, you know, I think Jeremy feels the same way. He's kind of gotten a little bit more opportunity than I did. Um, and there, there's just moments where you could come into a locker room and you're putting on your pads and you feel like you are part of it. You are good enough. You have the self-belief to know that you belong there. And, and there are times when you're younger, you're 21 or you're 22 and you go in there and you're just, you don't know where to prepare. You don't know where to sit. You, you don't know kind of how to um, get yourself ready for a game, whereas maybe you did in junior hockey or maybe you did in, in the American Hockey League where you had your spot and and you were maybe more revered by your teammates. Now you've got to win your teammates over in the NHL, and it's not easy because you don't want to jump out and you don't want to be uh, kind of too hungry right away um, to get people to like you. So you got to kind of blend in a little bit, and that when you blend in, you know, then you're not showing a great deal of confidence, and then bang, you find that moment – and you're that personality in the locker room, you're in practice, you know your net, 
and, and something just switches. And so, yes, this is a, an incredibly important season for Jeremy Swayman. Um, I like him. I, I like his fundamentals. I like the, his compete level. Um, looks like Allmark is going to get the nod here, even though Swayman's had a great save percentage against the Capitals. I know it's only three or four games, but um, I know that uh, Allmark was the first one off the ice and looks like he's going to get the nod. But, you know, altogether, if they're going to make the playoffs and be part of the East, you know, you're competing with, you know, Vasilevsky and you're competing with, um, you know, Elias Shesterkin. The goaltending is pretty darn good. So, you know, as a tandem, they're going to have to, you know, find a way to be up there in that 92% save percentage and, and, and uh, nothing lower than that, I don't think. And if they get to that number somewhere around there, then I, I think that, you know, the Bruins can certainly battle for a playoff spot because the D is good. It's solid. And especially once you get McAvoy back, it's, it's got the top six look like it's a really strong group that can handle uh, the, you know, the wear and tear of all the best forwards in the NHL. If the Bruins and David Pasternak can't come to a, an agreement on an extension during the season, what kind of contract do you think he is in line for if he hits free agency? No, I think, listen, it'd be, it, it'd be huge. I mean, look, we're seeing players, and I personally just saw two players on St. Louis that have, they don't have near the resume as Pasternak, and they got, you know, 8.1 over eight years. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, he's in the, he's in the, I mean, he's in the 11. Yeah, at least he's in the 11 mark, you know, if, if I'm looking at it correctly. Um, but, you know, I like I like his attitude. I like the way he's not, you know, he's like, hey, my agent will take care of it. We'll take care of it. I believe it's going to get done. It, it, it doesn't seem like this. This will rattle a player like Pasta. And that that's that's good because some players, you know what? They get so preoccupied with it. They get the questions asked and, and then it bothers their play. But I just get no no sign of that from him. And I'm sure you guys, too, you guys are closer to him and see him around a little bit more. But, I mean, it just kind of rolls down his back, and we'll get it done. He's going to get it done one way or another, so how can he not be confident and have a great year? You know, I mean, if it doesn't happen with the Boston Bruins, it's going to happen somewhere. So, but uh, I would imagine, um, especially with this all Czechia line, that he wants to get this done, and he wants to get it done sooner rather than later. Ah, uh, you mentioned the Czech line. How about those guys all playing together? Uh, it feels like there's a little bit of the – all right, Pasta, we're going to take care of you. Hey, Krejci, if you come back, you get to play with your guy. They go get Pavel Zaka. What can we expect out of that line? And maybe through your eyes, what are you expecting out of that group if they can keep it together during the year? Well, I I, I think that you've, you've got, uh, like, a lot of different combinations. You've got, you know, we all know that Pasta's he gets the puck, and even in that preseason game we did last week, it looked like he was going to shoot the puck. He pulls it back, he drags it, and then he finds Krejci on the doorstep. Krejci does the same thing, you know, with Pasta. I think Zaka's got a very important role here on this line if he wants to stay there. At 6'4 and a couple hundred pounds, you know, you don't want Pasta doing all the dirty work in the trenches. So when that puck goes in the left side, it's imperative that Zaka gets in there, uses his body and uses his speeds in his hands and protects the puck and, and, and hangs on to pucks for as long as possible. Because you've got to remember... Jim Montgomery comes over from the St. Louis Blues, where, you know, I, I think that Chief, Craig Berube, the head coach of St. Louis, he's one of the best in the league at telling his players, I don't want you wasting a bunch of shots from a severe angle just to put it on net. I'd rather you hold on to pucks a little bit longer in the offensive zone, a little bit heavier in the offensive zone. And when you get a chance, let's make it a golden opportunity. Let's not make it a you know, 8% chance of scoring on a sharp angle and the goalie covers it up and the play is dead. So I think that's where Zaka is going to have to be really, really patient and calm and strong on pucks 
to make sure that he that he gives some space to Pasta and, and to Krejci. Krejci is always really good as the third man high anyway. He's just such a smart player. So I think this line has the, has the ability to do something real special. Now, you mentioned you were teammates with Bruce Cassidy in a number of spots along your uh, hockey career. You were also teammates with a 19-year-old Jeremy Roenick, his rookie year with Chicago. What were your first impressions of, of him when he got called up? I love JR. Loved every bit of it. I, I'd go through a wall for that guy as a teammate. He's, um, he was just a skinny, he's a skinny 19-year-old. We actually came to camp as an 18-year-old, sent him down to, I think he went to Boston College, if I'm not mistaken, for a short spin. Found out he had to do homework, so he didn't like that. Then he went to Hull of the <laughs> Quebec League, and then he, uh, and then next thing you know, in November, I think it was November or December, we we recalled him, and uh, you know, I bet he was 154 pounds, soaking wet, and he would do anything. And he just had, I don't know, he was an infectious personality. And I stay close to Jr. to this day. And uh, anyway, I've always thought the world of him. I always love seeing him. I always love playing golf with the guy. But as a teammate, I thought he was an exceptional player. And I think he and a couple of other Americans have got to be knocking on the door to be, you know, part of the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hey, great sure. stuff, Darren. Thanks a bunch. Have a great call tonight. Hopefully this is the first of many throughout the regular season. Thank you much. Yeah, thank you, guys. Take care. Have a great day.